Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for a news bonus, the attack on elected district attorneys. Over the last few months, a disturbing trend has emerged. You've heard me talk on our program about what we will call, for lack of a better term, progressive district attorneys who have been elected in various American cities. There is Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, uh, not a former prosecutor himself, uh, a civil rights lawyer and defense lawyer. There's Kim Fox in Chicago. There's Kim Ogg in Houston. There's Rachel Rollins in the Boston area and on and on. Their elections represent a new trend in criminal justice. People who are not of the prosecutorial ranks coming into them with a mandate for change from the voters. Kim Fox is as good an example as anybody else. She comes in when Alicia Alvarez, a long-serving incumbent, participates in the cover-up of the video in Cook County that shows the shooting of Laquan McDonald. And everything that followed after that, once the video comes out, leads directly to Alicia Alvarez's defeat and Kim Fox's election. And she comes in with a mandate to change things. The voters in Chicago did not want the system to function as it was. The same for Krasner. He comes in with a mandate from Philadelphia voters saying, we don't like mass incarceration. We think cash bail's a bad idea. We don't want every kid with a joint going to jail or having his life ruined so he can never get a job, never get a student loan, never live in housing with his mother. All of this represents a sea change in the prosecutor's office, and it has not gone unnoticed by others in the justice system who don't like it one little bit. Exhibit A would be Attorney General William Barr, and he got these sentiments off his chest when he spoke to the Fraternal Order of Police meeting uh, not long ago uh, at the end of August, uh, in which he lamented, quote, the emergence in some of our large cities of district attorneys that style themselves as social justice reformers who spend their time undercutting the police, letting criminals off the hook and refusing to enforce the law. Um, he's not alone in this. The Boston Globe, that beacon of all things democratic and progressive, went after District Attorney Rachel Rollins when she had the temerity to suggest, well, maybe not every low-level offender needed to go to jail, that she was not going to pursue cases against certain low-level offenses, um, and so forth. And we've seen this pattern over and over. Nowhere was it worse. Nowhere was this manifestation more raw than in Philadelphia recently, when United States Attorney William McSwain went after District Attorney Larry Krasner. There was a horrible situation in Philadelphia one day in August. Uh, police went to the house of a man to serve a warrant, and it turned into uh, an afternoon of the man shooting at police officers, uh, barricading himself in the house. It was just terrible. Fortunately, 
No one died. The officers did not die. Um, Mr. Krasner, the district attorney, was by every report part of the team that got this situation under control and helped to negotiate an end to it, along with the chief of police in Philadelphia. It was just hours later that the U.S. attorney, William McSwain, comes out with this incredible public statement saying that he was, quote, fed up with a culture of disrespect for law enforcement, putting the blame for this, supposedly, on Larry Krasner and saying that he was undermining the police, undermining the rule of law, and that's why things were going so terribly wrong in Philadelphia. Let me explain to everybody what this is. People in general are finally awake to the power of the district attorney's office. And you can chalk this up in no small way to what happened after the killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson. The district attorney there for St. Louis County uh, refused to indict the police officer. Now, you may think that was perfectly right. You may think it was wrong. In any case, he handled the grand jury in a most unorthodox way. And I think people could see uh, it was clear that the case was not being handled in the usual way. And they looked at that and they said, we have to do something about the criminal justice system. We know that these district attorney offices where people serve in office for years and even decades, this is where some real power lies. And we, the people, are going to take some of these back. And there have been races in which people with progressive views on criminal justice in 20 or 30 places in the United States have won elections uh, against longtime incumbents and establishment figures. Uh, And it has shaken many people in the criminal justice establishment who are used to having things a certain way. They don't like the idea that a district attorney would simply say, look, don't arrest people for this kind of low-level garbage and ruin their lives. We're going to put them in diversion programs. We're going to do other things with them. And there are some people who simply cannot abide this. And more than that, they cannot abide people taking power over the criminal justice system and saying, you know what? What's been happening is wrong. We don't want more mass incarceration. We don't want more decimation of our community. We don't want crime, but we want this whole set of questions handled much differently. And therefore, we elect Larry Krasner. We elect Rachel Rollins. We elect Kim Fox. Now, I don't live in any of those cities. It's not we. I'm not saying me. But what I am saying is that that is the democratic process. Okay, so when Bill Barr or William McSwain or the Boston Globe come out against these district attorneys who were duly elected, you can disagree with their policies. That's fine. But the idea that they're against public safety, that they are against police, against the system. Listen, this is what people want. They voted for this. That is democracy. And these kind of statements, like Barr's statements, like McSwain's statements, they are not respecting democracy. I'll tell you what, Bill Barr, you tell me what big city you want to live in, and you resign as attorney general and run for DA and campaign on more imprisonment, 
more cash bail, more racial disproportion in the system, harsher police tactics. We'll see if you win or lose, and we'll let the democratic process rule. I have a feeling that in today's world, it's you that are out of step, and your calls for Greater respect for law enforcement show vast disrespect for the people who are speaking up and saying, enough, we've had these policies for decades. Are drugs off the street? No. We've had these policies for decades. Are our communities better off? No. We can do something different. That's what you don't like. You don't own it anymore. Well, I've got news for you. Your time is over. It's time to let the democratic process get going, and you should get out of the way. That's it for this bonus on criminal injustice. You can always go to our website, that's criminalinjusticepodcast.com, for all of our interviews, our features, and more news bonuses. We'd really like to have you as a member supporter. Go to our Patreon page, that's patreon.com slash criminalinjustice, and join us. Support our work here on the criminal justice system. We've got extra content for you, and the first hundred people to get with this and join us will get a signed copy of my book, Failed Evidence, Why Law Enforcement Resists Science. I'm David Harris. I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris, produced by Josh Rollerson, and supported by listener contributions. Go to patreon.com slash criminal injustice to become a member. Find past episodes, show notes, and more at criminalinjusticepodcast.com. <laughs>